0: Irreverent. Entertaining.
1: Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Hi guys, welcome to the show. I'm a Lone Ranger today at the Slow Comedy Fest. Is it called Slow? Slow, S-L-O, for San Luis Obispo. Yeah, but uh, Slow is spelled S-L-O-Y, or W. 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 W.
1: It's early, you guys. Yeah, it is early. We just woke up. We're comics, (laughs) it's noon, so.
0: And uh, we're we're not just comics, you're also my manager. I am your manager, and I'm happy
1: to be your manager. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I get a feeling like I'm your worst client. No, 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 (laughs) no. Actually, uh let me explain this and so I'm Dante oh I forgot
0: to say this is Dante oh, I'm Dante I was
1: going to give you like a great introduction it's alright who cares uh, everyone cares that's alright well what's my introduction your
0: introduction wait. is you've seen him on Last Comic Standing Comedy Central and BET yeah. where you had your own sitcom I did yeah, yeah. and I'm white and you're white yeah. which is very impressive thanks buddy
1: yeah Yeah. Dante and I am a manager and, and that. well I was going to bring that up alright so I do manage you yes. I own uh, Golden Artists Entertainment I manage about 80 people including some pretty big celebrities and comedians that most people would know. Who, who, who are some examples? Uh, Stuttering John Melendez from okay. The uh, Tonight Show. I have Raquel Pomplum, who was the Playmate of the Year. Uh, Ron Jeremy, yeah. on and on and on and on. And, and notice how Keith Reza was not in that top three. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. Yeah, but I was so just So why you would think you're a bad client is because you don't get a lot of the acting work, possibly. Right. but i'm not as concerned about your acting work as i am with your stand-up i think you have a really really great unique perspective on life i think that your act is unique i think you're really funny and you're a great great networker yeah. i mean you have your own podcast you know every celebrity you have real potential to be a star, so I don't need you the to power go- power of autism. Hmm?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, thank well, God you have the autism.
0: Yeah, because if I didn't have autism, I don't think half these uh, stars would be nice to me. like you think I'm, that? I think, I, like- Do you want to know? I disagree. Oh, uh, someone's here. Oh, it's housekeeping. Open I the know. door. Oh, no. I, oh, no, thank you. We're, we're good. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, nice. For the folks at home, that was the may. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're in a hotel room, you guys. We just made love. We did not make love.
0: So we were talking how, like, I feel like a lot of people, I think part of my charm is because I'm very quiet, and once you get to know me, I'm the night, like,
1: everyone loves me. Of course. I feel like at first, when people meet me, people think I'm the biggest douchebag in the world. No. I think, here's the problem. With Asperger's, my brother-in-law has it, and he's always asking the same questions and saying the same things. He goes and,
0: to the club a lot. Yeah, right? you know him, yeah. Jonathan, yeah. right,
1: and he asks sort of the same things, you know, uh, where he thinks people think he's standoffish and that, and we don't, We, it's just the opposite. We just think you're, you know, quiet or in your own head. Most comics are, so yeah. you're overthinking it. Most comics aren't sitting there chatting with each other in a comedy room, we're watching the show and thinking about what we're gonna do, and. No man, everyone loves you, and I don't. I, I'm gonna have to disagree that they do it because uh, you're on the spectrum. I right. think they do it because you're a nice guy who's also really talented, and then they look at all the people who you're already friends with and go, how could I go wrong?
0: Oh, well, that that makes me feel a lot better. And I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me. That honestly does make me feel. Because one of the things that I do actually like about you managing me is you're also a comic, so you understand the struggle.
1: Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I end up on the phone all the time booking celebrities that I don't even manage, like trying to get, you know, because I, I book comedy clubs and, and uh, casinos. Uh, you know, we get our company gets paid to book them, and so we hire people that aren't even with our company, giant stars, and I'll be on the phone with CAA. What are some of the giant stars? That we book? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, we have, I, I, we, I can't say it yet, but we have a giant couple of stars going to be at our festivals this year uh, you notice and how he does not say Keith Reza <laughs> that's twice you got me that's twice all right so anyway um you were so distracted listen <laughs> um, so I call these uh agents and stuff and it's so funny because they are so overpriced when they tell you like what these guys cost and they don't even know about the road they're 25 right. year old agent assistants and they're like oh yeah this guy's 25 grand i'm like he's my friend i know he makes five grand at the most on the yeah. route i don't know how you're trying to get him 20 i'm grand. the
0: same way like i'm i'm ai book uh i don't know if i told you this but i book a comedy club in huntington beach i co-book it and i booked jamie kennedy but the problem is i know which club you're talking about yeah i can't say the club i but, understand but um i booked jamie kennedy and i wanted to get a job to open for jamie so that's why i booked him but the problem is when you book clubs, you can't put yourself on the same, on the show. The, the the headliner has to book you for your talent to bring you in because sure. you've booked them. So that's why I didn't get that job. But Jamie would have loved me. And I remember when I booked him, his agent's like, "Oh, he's fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> I was like, "I love
1: Jamie, but I don't think he's $50,000. I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I'm not booking Chappelle. You know right. what I mean? Chappelle like, might be right. Yeah, but so I was like, and we're talking like one night." At one club in where in, oh it was in L A in was, LA area right yeah it was a weekend it was, no one gets paid m- yeah. unless you're at the what some stadium or somewhere or the yeah. Palladium you're no not one getting a, paid more than like two hundred bucks in L A yeah, LA
0: yeah. It, was, it was it was a weekend so I was like you know what I could offer him seventy percent of the door yeah that's not bad <laughs> and then he's like all right we'll take it and I was like nothing oh. wrong with that so but I was wondering if I was if I
1: didn't have like business sense you know and I just had the money I'd be like all right let's do it. Right. You of course. I mean? Thank God you are a smart comic. See, the part that I also like about you is that you know that it's show business. Yeah. It's not just show. Most comics show up and they think it's just about telling jokes on stage. And it's not because I don't need to hire the funniest. I need to hire the one that sells the most tickets. Right. That's not always the funniest. That's true. You saw shows last night and all you know, uh, we're, we're at a festival right now. And I went on a show last night with 10 headliners. And if i name them right now i hate to say it i know them all by name and so do you right but uh, people listening would go i don't know who they are and they're some of the funniest human beings on the planet so being funny doesn't always necessarily equate to famous and see i think that that's very sad it is for comedy i agree you know because
0: it's like it doesn't matter how many in my opinion as a comic it doesn't matter how many fans you have it's about how funny you are but then on the flip side you got to sell to get an it's audience. It's both.
1: You know what I mean? You want to be funny for you. You are the artist. You are the director, producer, and actor. Right. But you have to remember the comedy club doesn't give a shit about your show. Right. They want asses and seats and drinks sold and you better be funny because that's what they're paying for. They don't want you to be not funny. Right. But they don't care as long as you sell them out and sell drinks. Period. You could be average and sell them out and 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 i could kill every time get standing ovations but if i only fill up half the room you can come back anytime you want and i might come back once every two years
0: well a question i had for you is <laughs> you've been doing comedy i mean you started in the comedy bloom right in
1: the, boom yeah, yeah. In 1986 when i was 15. yeah and uh i don't know if this is true but there's a rumor that you used to tour with richard pryor i did yeah how was that like well i didn't actually tour with him he would let me open for him when he did shows in la uh-huh. and then um it was incredible i mean yeah. i'll just stop right there like first time i met him i thought he was going to die yeah i knew he had ms and i kept hearing all these people were going to go visit. ms for the folks at home is uh multiple sclerosis okay so okay. he had ms and it was getting pretty bad and i heard he was in the hospital and people were going to visit him and then he got out of the hospital and he came back to the comedy store one night and that's when i met him with all my friends and i mentioned that my family family's from illinois and, and he's from illinois so immediately he liked me and yeah. he took me under his wing and all of a sudden he's like yeah come open for me tonight and do this and anytime he'd show up he's like finding me and like pulling me into the room and i remember this one night this girl from illinois who we were sort of like trying to date she came out from illinois to come visit me and richard brought her into the comedy store uh um, office and was like, oh, you're from Illinois? Blah, blah, blah. They start talking. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, come with me in my limo. He took off with this girl who's staying at my house and I never saw her again. Who knows how she got back to Illinois. I'm sure he flew her back or something. Right. How crazy, right? That is crazy. But see, like,
0: that that caused a great friendship with you and the, probably the greatest comedian of all
1: time. Of all time. Isn't right. that crazy? Yeah. I can't believe I knew him. Yeah. I can't believe it. And he died, you know, when I was in my 20s. Would you say that as a I mean, I know you
0: have a mom and a dad, but would you say as a comic, would you say Richard Pryor was your dad? For
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And look, man, I and am not, not I'm like, not so old Moore. school yeah. that I can't see that there are other so many greats. Bill Burr is a great man. Like when I watch him, I'm like, "God, how does he do that?" You know, right. and I hate to say it. Louis CK you know, forget what the man did. It's like it's like Michael Jackson. Forget what he did. Well, the man's well, brilliant. Wait, well, what did Louis C. K. do? Well, he was part of the Me Too movement as well. He uh masturbated in front of comedians, including comics I know, you know, and like he did? Yeah, he would take them on the road, say, hey, come up to the room, like, let's do a podcast. I'm totally fucking with you, I knew that. Oh, you knew? <laughs> oh, come on, Jesus Christ. I was like, how does he not fucking know? It's that Asperger's. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, this motherfucker. I, I assumed you were fucking with me, but I actually, I still said it, because, you know, not everyone who listens to these shows knows everything. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, what did they just say on the news the other day? A third of America thinks, or, yeah, a third of Americans think you get the coronavirus from drinking Corona. Oh, did they really say that? Yes. Oh. That's an actual thing. Like, 28% is what yeah. they said. That's insanity. I heard that if you shave your beard, you in, like increase
0: your chances of not getting it. Did you hear that one? No. None of that's... Cool. Yeah. What the fuck? None uh, of this like, is real. I, when I heard that, I immediately tweeted Ryan Fitzpatrick. I
1: was like, don't shave <laughs> your beard! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. None of these are real. And, and look, people can take care of their health. I, when I, My daughter's se- uh, 16. 17 years ago when my wife was pregnant, I decided I will never get sick again. How right. do I do this? I don't know. My dad kept saying, if you touch a doorknob, that's where everyone blows their nose, touches their hands. Now they touch the doorknob. Now you touch it. You wipe your eyes. Now you're sick. Right. So what I did was anytime I would touch anything foreign outside of my house, besides my car, if I went to the grocery store, open the door, touch the cart, I used sanitizer. Uh-huh. in 17 years i've never been sick again and i used to get sick like cough throat everything i've never been sick again wow because i just don't allow myself to take it in yeah i don't touch my mouth or my eyes anymore yeah or your nose if you pick your nose and you have dirty fingers yeah you just gave yourself a cold that's true these are all open pores. but what if you touched a part that you
0: know is inappropriate in your own spare time
1: oh yeah that's all right
0: like uh
1: a lady part or your own part your own part you know, oh yeah. yeah i mean it's it depends on how dirty your wiener is yeah well. yeah that's what i'm saying and like See, i don't even that's have to wash people, my hands after i touch my wiener i guess so what i'm I mean. trying
0: to say is do you think that's how people get like dirty wieners probably you know what i mean yeah
1: think about this let's say you touch the bathroom door then you touch your wiener right, right. if you don't wash your hands now your wiener has the flu
0: i think that's how a lot of like stds probably come in. like i'm actually being dead serious i think that's how a lot of stds like I remember when I was in high school, I saw a picture of some
1: guy's wiener and it had like crystals on it. Wow. You know what I mean? Because they, yeah, they used to show you pictures of. Yes, yeah. and like it looked like a foot, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So like whenever I I try I have sex, I'm
1: like, oh, I really hope I don't get crystals. Right. But me you know too. I, mean? I used to. I yeah. always those scared the shit out of me when they showed you in junior high the pictures of dicks that look like feet yeah i was always ter- i still am yeah. I still think about it because you brought it up and i knew what you're talking about yeah immediately but i think like maybe you get the crystals because you don't wash your germs Well, oh, see i don't know man yeah. i'm so clean. i mean that's just I'm a the theory cleanest, i have i'm really the cleanest human being you'll ever meet yeah. like all day long i i shower probably three times a day because i'm a greasy wop. my face gets greasy yeah. so I'm, I'm washing my face my hands my body everything all my body parts all day long yeah. i just like to be clean
0: and I think that's another reason why, like, I think I kind of bond with you because uh, we kind of have that same similar path. Like with your Richard Pryor story, that was like my story with Norm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Way. Norm McDonald loves you, know, you, right? You guys are. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, we we were. I don't know if he loves me right now. I mean, we. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You guys have worked together, and he's a great. Yeah, he's. Well, I've worked
1: I, with him. He's a nice guy.
0: Yeah, and in my opinion, and this is my opinion, I think Norm's the best of all time. You know what I mean? oh wow and like you're you know you worked with richard pryor who's sure. the best
1: of all time and you, you of know? course i'm not i'm not going to fight you on that yeah. everyone has their own best and more, how is my opinion different or better than yours you know what i mean yeah we can all you know like i think chris rock is one of the best of all time you know oh, I mean, he was a I good just...
0: second choice
1: Yeah, he is a great second choice. (laughs) You know what's funny, man? I actually still quote Norm MacDonald. We were together at at Cal State San Bernardino probably 15 years ago or something, but we went out to IHOP afterwards. You and I were just talking about IHOP, surprisingly. Uh, We went out to IHOP, and then he was like, I'll pay the bill. So he asked for the bill, and it was like five of us or something. I forget who it was. Did he try to push it on someone else? No, he didn't. You know what he did, though? The minute it came, he screamed, what did I do, break a window? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, now funny. i always do that when the bill comes i'm like oh jesus did i break a window what happened
0: i went to um the yard house with him fred stoller and fred uh, ward and, yeah and we're just talking and stuff and uh, norm's like i'll pay the bill and the bill comes out and he just looks at it, he's like holy lord and then he's like now fred do you remember that once and he just goes on a whole pageant right and then he's like i gotta go like uh I gotta go. the The show starts at eight, Fred. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll see you there, right? And then so Fred just gently dreams, and then Fred Stoller just looks at me, and look yeah, at Fred Rota. I was like, I'm the brokest out. Both of you guys, I'm just gonna gently leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who paid the bill. I don't imagine it was Stoller. <laughs> How, How funny, man. But like, I was like, geez. What? So, um, but that's why like Norm plays those little tricks. And I,
1: I just can imagine when he was younger, he was way worse. Oh, Ron Jeremy's the king of getting out of the bill. Oh, is he? He'll just say, what are you eating? Can I have a few bites? Yeah. Or what? I, I Yeah, I mean, he keeps promising he's going to take me out to dinner. But I've known the man 30 years. Would you say Ron Jeremy is actually your biggest client? Sure, because he's the most famous, and I'll say why. He's in his legend status now. Right. You know, he's not up he's and not coming. He's not getting a lot of
0: porn movies right now
1: he does it right it's not like he used to he used to film maybe hundreds a year and now he films maybe 20 a year right um and he always plays the grandpa right now no nah, or whatever or just oh. ron jeremy ron just, just fucking i don't know oh. but i don't really i don't book that as uh very much the only thing i really do with that is every once in a while he'll be like can you do this contract so he'll give me money for that but I book him for mainstream. Like I I just got him on 2020 uh, last month. I got I get him in movies, I get him on yeah. TV shows and TMZ and, you know, yeah. all those things. And then I make sure he has his live appearances and, you know, he does private parties where, you know, some rich agent from LA will pay him to come to San Diego for a bachelor party for 10 grand. Do you years. do his cameo? I do. Oh, we got to get your uh, a couple other your clients, like Keith Reza on Cameo. Well, let's get you on Cameo. Let's do it. I'll get you on Cameo. i will okay. set you up today. I'll oh. have them contact you if you'd like. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I've been trying to get it, and they're like, how many followers do you Don't have? Don't worry. I can get you on there. I was like, I'm... 200? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more followers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's really hard for me because like uh, when I first started, I used to pass out flyers. And then I was like, yeah, it wasn't working. You know what I mean? Like, how
1: do you network? Like, what are... Because okay, I, right. I have asked for you, so it's hard for me. Can I give you a couple tricks? Yes. First of all, say your social media in your act. Okay. And make sure they're all the same. Don't be Keith Reza comedy and then uh, comic Keith Reza on another and... It's Reza. Reza. Right. Reza. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Reza. That's why um, I'm not getting work. You're booking right. Keith Reza. Right. Exactly. Reza. <laughs> uh, but, oh, shit. Wait, you're Reza? Riza Reza. Oh, shit. I thought you were Keith Riza. I got a call. I'm supposed to be in this other guy's room. So listen, figure out a trick to do it in your act. Like, I have a part where I, I had to go through my act and think, how can I add it? And I have a part in my act where I make fun of, and it's not true. My brother's wife. My brother's dead, so it's not even a real joke. But right. I say my brother's wife is terrible looking. Go through my photos after the show. I'm Dante the comic on all social media. And I say that a few times. But I'm saying, like, that right. will... Even just saying it now on your podcast, I'm Dante the comic on all social media. Now people know. Um, And they're gonna gonna follow you and they're gonna be like, hey, can you represent me? They do do that. Do they? Yeah, and so what I do, thank God, is I don't just do this by myself. I have a real company. So I have a wife that runs the production side. So if people wanna get into the festivals or into a movie or something, they should talk to her. If you wanna get into my secret comedy club, I now have an employee named Michael Sullivan, who I made the booking agent. Oh, that's awesome. So he's now the booking agent. Uh, He's also in charge of Platinum Artists Entertainment, which is our adult side, because even though we don't really book adults, we have adult entertainers, and it's just easier for them not to be on our website. Does that make sense? So that people don't come there and go, oh, is this a porn website? Because we have Ron Jeremy, we have um, uh, so many, Air Force Amy from the HBO Cat House show. Um, I don't know who that is. I'm assuming she's a porn star. No, she's uh she's a prostitute from... Oh, from even the, better. Yeah, from the Cat House <laughs> TV show oh, um, oh, yeah. on HBO. Um, we have Evan Stone, who's like the second most famous male porn star of all time. Yeah. Um, but again, I book them in regular stuff. Like, uh, I've got he and her, Amy and Evan, in a Netflix show where they played parents of Adam uh god what's his name uh workaholics oh. oh adam Devine. yeah adam Devine. i love adam yeah he, yeah yeah yeah. he yeah. went to
0: my uh school <coughs> at occ cool yeah he's a cool dude i like adam he's a really cool guy and i think about adam which is weird is because i remember when you're on the same level of the path you know he he put in so much work to get to where he is and i think correct. a lot of people don't know that
1: correct you know and you know that is one thing i can always spot who's going to be famous and right. they don't you know it doesn't always come true but usually they're on a path right usually they are fire you know what i mean they are just they have their 12 minute set that's perfect they have a 20 minute set that's perfect everywhere they go they're at some comedy festival you know what i mean they're yeah. auditioning for agt they're hustling, they're at every club, you know what I mean, and it's kind of like you, you're on the rise, everyone is, you know, doing your shows and so just keep doing what you're doing but I think at some point you have to, everyone has to go, I need to realize I am the product and stop just thinking I'll get famous when I get famous. So I just hired a, uh, a social media guy and okay. he said to me, he's like, Dante, yes, you've been on this TV show and that TV show and blah, blah, blah. But who's famous to you? And I named a couple people. He's like, why are they famous? I said, I don't know. And I who, through Who were the people you named? God, I don't know. Bert Kreischer. Just, he was like, who do you see a lot on, on your phone? And TV? Oh, okay. I All was right. like, Bert Kreischer. I named a couple of models. And he's like, yeah, because they make videos every day. Right. He's like, I looked at your stuff. All you do is post pictures. And that is probably why you're doing the stand-up correct tip thing. so now i do one stand-up tip for comedians every day twice a week i do happiness videos about being like i think i'm the happiest man alive because i just i don't let anything bother me i'm I,
0: sorry to interrupt but yeah. these tips do you do these tips as a comic or as tips as a manager because i do them as two both. different things
1: well so i give them as just dante the comic who is also a manager and right. so i give perspective on both i'll say as a comic i want to do this but as a manager i have to know that this is not appropriate Or you know what I mean like uh, here's a good example I will say the one I did today what was that one about I basically taught people joke stealing and what to do because not everyone's a joke thief I said that there's common jokes there are I mean the one that sadly I talked about in this suspect thing today is that Carlos Mencia who we all know has stolen jokes he's even admitted it right Um, but when they called him out on that famous Joe Rogan video for stealing Ari's joke, it was a common joke. It was a joke we could all write. Right. Do you remember the joke? It was something about, like, uh, walls. Right. We're sending everybody back to Mexico. Who's going to build the wall? Right. Come on. If, if I said that to a hundred comics, if we're sending all the Mexicans back to Mexico, write a joke about a wall. Yeah. Half of them would write
0: it. But it's kind of like, oh, no wonder uh,
1: Trump's a joke thief, too. Right. <laughs> right. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they, he deserved to be called out for it, but what I was teaching in this video is not everyone's a joke thief. There's a time and place, I think, to do it. And I also, yeah. don't do it on common jokes. I've right. heard so many comics go, that guy on The Tonight Show stole my joke, or Jay Leno, or, you know, this guy or that guy took my joke. I'm like, no, they didn't. Yeah. It's a common joke, dude. I wrote that joke, too. So did 50 other people. Watch Twitter. I promise you, you'll search it. You'll find it.
0: Uh i've seen i don't know if you've ever had this happen to you because you've been doing comedy forever so forever I'm sure, I'm sure the chances of it happening to you has happened but me i've only been doing it for 16 years and i've seen comics still for me but at the same point like i i don't get mad because it's like one i would say 90 percent of my act is talking about asperger's mm-hmm. so if you steal one of my jokes it's not real to your personality correct so i don't get offended by it i think eh, you're not talented enough
1: correct and yours are very specific to you right that's why it might be harder for you to write a joke for you rather than being a joke writer for someone else because it has to be very specific
0: to you yeah so what i'm saying is i don't really get hurt about it because it's like eh, uh, whatever you, right you did it because it's a low fruit to you and you need a laugh you on the other hand You don't have Asperger's. I think you might have ADHD or something. Not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But assuming...
1: <laughs> don't drop me after this fuck. I won't, buddy. You can say anything you want. He asked me if, if he was like, is there anything I can't ask you? I was like, dude, my parents are dead. Ask me anything you want. I have nothing to I hide. From say, is there anything I can't ask you that won't make you drop me? No, but, there uh, isn't. There isn't. I have nothing to hide, dude. I don't lie, as you know. Have I ever lied to you? No. I don't lie to anyone. That's like my thing. I, uh, if, if Rebecca doesn't lie. That was something when we got together. She would like lie to people on the phone about. Explain
0: bills. to the folks who Rebecca is. Rebecca is so my wife.
1: She's also a comedian, and we own the company together golden artist entertainment and um i just you know i went through a divorce like 13 years ago and when i did i wanted to change my whole life i felt like i had given my life over to someone that didn't appreciate it and i basically said i need five things in life and rebecca was like four of them i'm like i want you but you have to be all five and then she became all five and we've been great but was the fifth one anal (laughs) no no but that is on on oh that's the six. yeah that's the (laughs) six. she's cool with it so
0: so how do, does it go for you when because i'm sure you've seen comics take your joke but not like they necessarily meant to sure you know how, yeah, you know, how
1: do you feel okay so i can just here? tell you the that two was the examples question. i've yeah. only seen it happen a couple of times really one, one guy did it on television he stole my most famous bit it's called the wizard of oz where i do all these impressions uh-huh I'd already won America's Funniest People and done it on a bunch of TV shows. His name was Rob McNaughty. I'm saying it because I don't even think he does comedy anymore. But okay. I would say that even if he did, because he right. stole it. But I found out because he took it and put it on um, Star Search, and oh. everyone called my phone. But this was the 90s, so how could I so put it him was on a blast? Phone. So it was a flip phone or okay. a giant phone. Right. But how could I put him on blast back then because there was no internet? Right. So the only thing I could do was find him in real life and i'm not i i I used to box and stuff and i know karate and all this the last thing i ever want to do in life is fight i only Mm. did it for exercise you know what i mean right i don't want to beat someone up i mean why i think it's the dumbest thing ever to hurt people but i did want to talk to him and be like dude you can't do my material why did you do this blah 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 see what his excuse was but now i think comics have it easier because You can put everyone on blast right now. You can put it on your phone and be like, that dude stole, we were at the same show, he stole my joke, and then let him defend himself. Yeah. Or you could just talk to the people. Like, I have a friend, um, Rudy Moreno, who is not a joke thief at all. Right. But I did a joke in his room one time, and it was so long ago. I said something like, um, you know, this guy was like, I'm big boned. I was like, dude, I've never seen a fat skeleton. And he must have, you know, picked that up and... couple months later I saw him do it and I know he didn't steal it but he must have just thought he made it up you know I've been like that before and I'll tell Rebecca a joke and she's like no Dante we heard that a couple nights ago I'm like oh that's where it came from fuck uh, the, for
0: the folks at home, Rudy Morono is considered the godfather of comedy for the Latino
1: comics. Yes, and he's a great man. He's I, a this great is, I am in no way putting him down because he and I have been friends forever. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think forever. Of yeah, I was yeah, just explaining the but. Folks. That is, but that does happen. Yeah, you know where comics do catch a joke that they think was theirs because it just they you know you yeah. you hear it in your own head a few days later.
0: Me and Rudy, uh, we have like a weird relationship. Like I personally like him. I I, I mean. I feel he doesn't like me but I feel like I even think you don't like me you know Is that have, true at a point yeah no I love well, you. like I feel Amy
1: hates me too like I'm like oh no yeah. you need to stop that yeah I mean it I mean yeah. it. I feel like I look at I watch your social media and stuff and a lot of times I feel like you are I do suffer from depression of course and uh,
0: do you I, take pills no Why? because when I was a kid Oh, it's going to go on serious a little. But when I was a kid, I used to take... Uh, Is this a funny podcast,
1: or can yeah. we talk about it? Oh, no,
0: it's real. But uh, it, I, talk, I took Prozac and Zoloft, and what it did was it totally fucked up my brain when I was a kid. Okay, because so, you were a child.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, your brain was developing.
0: So I when I was 13, I, I got diagnosed in 1999 with autism. And when I was 13, I said, you know what, I I, I can't do it it's not helping me i'd rather just try and so i did stand-up comedy uh so stand-up
1: comedy you is started at 13
0: no no no. Oh. this was like a, a couple okay of years. i started when i was 15 but i wasn't good i was very really bad i was very nonverbal. but um so stand-up comedy to me i feel is my medicine does that make sense of course so but, that, but that's I why i have, have to hear something up, hear know? this
1: okay yeah i love you oh thank you amy loves you who's an employee of mine if you're listening yeah
0: i should have probably amy's the she, she's a manager right and
1: Dante's i have cool. like 10 employees yeah um or more whatever but yeah it's it's all in your head okay. there, i don't know one comic who's ever said a bad word about you and i know really have comic. you ever talked to barry sobel um not about you <laughs> oh he yeah, hates me well
0: that's okay maybe yeah we Bar- have a. This is a non-filter, so I don't really have anything to hide. And plus, like, I, That's like okay. I like to tell a story
1: in case it goes viral. I'll be like, hey, call Dante. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, not everyone gets along. Everyone has different personalities. And guess what? Some people are going to hate you for different reasons. Yeah. I bet some people don't like me because they think I maybe uh, think I'm whatever. Who knows what they think of right. me? I don't think I'm better than anyone or anything like that. I just want to be friends with everybody. Well, so you're very humble, and that was one of the questions
0: like I wanted to ask. Like, is that a skill that you've always had, or is that because when you, like, when you decided you wanted to manage comics? Yeah. Like, because I'm assuming your managing style and your comedy style is too different.
1: Yeah. So, if you've never seen me live, I am uh, a full headliner. Like, if you come to my shows. I sell out a week in Vegas, and they're all sold yeah. out, and I get standing ovations. And as a manager, I think I'm killing it, you know? I mean, I have 80 really great clients, um, including a guy named Keith, um, whose last name, who knows what it yeah. is. Who knows? <laughs> Razors? <laughs> Keith Razors? I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think what's different is – I try to run this differently than the rest of Hollywood. Hollywood will be like, hey, you're going to be in a movie next week and blah, blah, blah. Right. I tell my clients, there's a movie, until I get the paperwork signed, I can't promise you that you're in it. Right. You know, we need to get this done. This. I'm always honest with people. I don't ever want to crush anyone's dreams or break their heart. You know what I mean? Because you're right. I am also a comic. So I've had everything bad happen to me. I have been the whipping boy my whole life. So that's why if you, if I give you a contract to be in a movie, you're going to have one of the most protective contracts because I've been through it with myself. And so is Rebecca. Rebecca has been in tons of movies. She, if you guys like um, bad horror movies, look up Rebecca Cochin. She stars in all those sci-fi channel movies. She's in all those asylum movies. Right. You know. Um, what was the point? What was I saying? Why did I bring this up?
0: I um, think I think the point is you're the type of person who you make dreams come true for yourself and your business. Yes. You've also
1: written movies. Yes. Oh, what I was going to say about Rebecca. So she was in all those movies and um Oh god, now I lost it again. God damn. Oh. Is that ADHD? It damn really it? it really is. Oh, so she's been in all these movies and I do her contracts and She's been effed over so many times by people. She'll be the star of the movie, and they'll put a different girl... Oh, that was the five-minute horn. They put a different girl on the poster to look like her, because it was, like, from behind, and we were, like, flipping out. Yeah. Because that's not cool. They had a million great stills of her. Why would they put some other girl on the poster? So now that's in the contract. You may not use another likeness of someone else to reflect me. Right. So through trial and error i now have a contract like that for comics as well you know you can't drive me while you're drunk you can't do this or you know if if the gig because sometimes bookers screw you over they will tell you a pay for some town and they say they're flying you let's say right but then you show up and it's a seven hour more drive to the town yeah and no one told you had i known that i wouldn't have taken the gig yeah because whatever he's paying me was worth the flight but not a 14 round trip so technically they didn't lie to you they just misconceived you right so in the contract it now says anything over a two-hour drive will be compensated 100 dollars per hour on the drive. oh wow yeah baller baller yeah so if you are being lied to or we can negotiate it tell me the truth and i'll tell you up front otherwise it's a hundred bucks an hour over every two hours you drive me yeah awesome why not exactly (laughs) so
0: what is your advice to for comics that because like i'll be honest i feel i'm a good feature i feel i could be a headliner someday like i've headlined shows but i'm not a headliner you know what i mean what is your advice for comics in that level on how to become where you're at okay
1: my my advice to comics is the number one piece of advice anyone will ever give you and i learned this from Richard Pryor, um, Sam Kinison, every big comic I ever asked, because I do, I asked them, and maybe you should start asking on this show, what's your best piece of advice? And they all said... Oh, I just did. No. Oh. You said, what is your best piece of advice for becoming a headliner? Okay, what is My your best, best piece of advice, advice is have fun. Have fun. Have fun. And I don't mean just enjoy being a comic. Have fun on stage. Oh, okay. When you go up on stage and you are having the most fun... The audience can't help but have fun with you, they can't. It's like when you're watching Saturday Night Live and it's kind of boring, and then someone starts to break, and then they all start to break, and now they're all having fun, and now you're having fun, and now you're paying attention. It's about having fun. That's the best piece of advice I'll ever give you. And most comics don't get it until they get up on stage and actually physically try it, to enjoy every joke they're telling, enjoy the audience, talk to the audience, and have fun. How do you go from being a feature to a headliner? Here's my best piece of advice. Be so good that you knock the headliners out of place. Ah, that's great advice. It is. Yeah. You know, I I told a, a guy one time, and uh, his name he's a, a he owns three clubs. Um, Randy Butler, he owns the Hyenas Clubs in Texas, and um, Nick Guerra was opening for me at the time, and I had only had one person get a standing ovation in front of me ever, and it was Rebecca, and then all of a sudden Nick Guerra gets a standing O and here I am, drunk in Dallas, like, oh, shit. I need to wake up my show right away. Right. So every night I had to, like, bring it. Because yeah. I'm not going to let him beat me. But at the same time, I walked right into that office. I'm like, this dude's a headliner. Why are you featuring him? Right. And sure enough, they made him a headliner, and now he's out in L.A., and he's great. Yeah, and Nick,
0: Nick's one of those guys who's really blown up the past two or three years. Oh, yeah, he's great, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully
1: one day I die, that'll be me. Blow people out of the water. Yeah. That's it. Just, you, I'd love to blow you out of the water. Do it i want you to (laughs) really i always tell that to rebecca i would love to open for her i don't i don't have an ego man i don't have you were right when you said i'm humble i don't care we're no different than anyone else i get that people see all of us as celebrities because we're comics and we do something that most people are afraid to do but Mm -hmm. in general we're all just people trying to get by all i really want to do is be happy with my family and my friends you know that that advice is actually
0: really uh, uh real because norm told me something very similar yeah. when i first started he's he said i want you to do your best every single show because you're never going to be funnier than me and i worked with norm for maybe 300 shows and i think i blew him out of the water twice good you know what i mean good and i think that that advice is
1: tough love but it's true it when is. you're working with your hero you know what i mean that's how it trains you. And, and it is good, too, because I hate to say, and I won't name names, but I started in San Diego, and my goal, and one of them is here, uh, Mark Brazil is here. When I started, Mark Brazil start, um uh, he was the biggest comedy headliner in San Diego in the 80s. And now he created that 70s show, and he's a comic, and blah, blah, blah. But back then, he was the guy to beat. Right. And there were all these other guys along the way that I had to beat. And when I would beat one, I'd go, great, now I'm funnier than that guy. Right. And when I started two years ago, he was one of the best. Now I'm funnier than this guy. Now I'm funnier than that guy. And it was just, I worked my way up until I, I realized I was the funniest in town. And then it's like, okay, now I need to follow Mark Brazil to L.A. and get out. Yeah. That's how you do it. Get your best where you are and then move to L.A. or New York. I want to
0: respect your time, but we did have two Twitter questions from you. I we fer- did. We did, and I forgot the Twitter names because my phone died. Okay, later. but I remember the questions with my Asperger's.
1: Okay, good. Thank well, God you have Asperger's. Yeah,
0: one of my que- one of the Twitter questions was uh, Dante,
1: because that's how they did it.
0: I said Dante, does anyone get you and Tom Rhodes confused?
1: Oh, that's really funny, dude. Because I was um, Tom Rhodes and I did the Portland Comedy Festival together, yeah. and I just did his podcast. And when I was looking at the picture from far away, I, I didn't remember which side I was on, because we do sort of have that same kind of, you know, dark hair, balding, same age yeah. look.
0: I mean, us. I didn't say that. The no, 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 no. <laughs> dude, I, I would actually
1: have to agree. We have yeah. a similar look, yeah, man, we're like, the same age, same height, yeah, same
0: build, I guess. And this one I actually do remember, because it's my Twitter question, but I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I follow you on social media, and like, uh, you know, p- political views. I don't like to talk because I think there's two sides. There sure, of course,
1: I agree with that. Even though I, I post.
0: Yeah, but I, I know what side you are. But I, but this is not my Twitter question. I'm hiding from a Twitter question. Yeah, Dante. That, yes. Because that's how it started. Dante, are you scared that if Bernie does get elected, John Cusack won't make any more films for four years?
1: Oh. God, I do remember this question. Because I,
0: that is the scariest thing in my opinion. Has he made any movies lately? No, but John Cusack did say, I don't know this Twitter question very well. Yeah. But, but he John said Cusack said he would stop. He will say he'll be an advisor and not make movies.
1: Then I, w- I will vote for Bernie then. I what? Want, I want him to be an
0: advisor. <laughs> no. Like well, I, that'd be cool. You get to see him on the news every day, John uh, Cusack.
1: He might uh, even end up being like the, the press secretary. I can't live without John Cusack. You can, Miller. but listen. <laughs> um bernie needs to be the president and i'll tell you why he is uh because john cusack's washed up no because i love <laughs> i love john Cus- he's not washed up i would manage him god oh damn. my he's, god i, I would love, love I, lo- I would love to meet john cusack he's like that one guy like i like one gay. crazy summer oh my
0: god yeah like i'm not gay but like if i i would totally sleep with john cusack <laughs> <laughs> you, know it,
1: man. Yeah. you know what I thought you were going to ask, someone asked me the other day, they said, um, have you ever heard of um, Drag Queen Bingo? No. Alright, so there's this company called Drag Queen Bingo, they're at Hamburger Mary's and, and all over the place, but it's great. They help charities and every week they have bingo in uh, West Hollywood. And the guy who runs it is a friend of mine and he said, Dante, I don't post all the political stuff you do because I run a business. Right. He's like, you run a business, aren't you afraid? That it's going to affect your business oh that's a good question and he was right yeah you know but at the same time i have to look at what i stand by and my own ethics and what i believe in and i i'm not telling anyone who they have to vote for or anything like that i just bring up points of when i see not just trump but any politician or anyone doing the wrong thing right you know my friend melissa greenberg who's a comic she said at my wedding she goes you guys may not know dante very well but the one thing i can tell you about him is all he cares about is right and wrong and i'd never heard someone say that about me and it stuck with me and I, all I, I think about that every day now i'm like oh my god she's right that is what bothers me every day is right and wrong why didn't that guy use a blinker why is that person being mean to that kid why did that woman say that to that guy on tv right you know everything breaks my heart i feel like i'm serious like i'm too sensitive for yeah. this world sometimes
0: uh and that's actually a great compliment and like it's, <coughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, you want well, me out of here, don't no, you? No, I want to respect your time because it's 45 minutes, but we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up right now.
1: But when, I enjoy being your manager a yeah. lot, and people love you. Please change your attitude about that.
0: Well, uh, thank you, but that was what I was going to say a compliment about you. What? But then you fucked me up with that. It was compliment. about me saying. Oh, yeah. So that, I think, is one of the most humble things, and, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people don't have that, you know, comic or not. I think that, that for someone to say something like that, because I see it just when I when I talk to you. Even though I talk to Amy a lot more, there's times where I actually do talk to you. Of course, we talk. like I, And it's not necessarily about business. It's right. about depression and all Everything. that stuff. And uh, like the Barry Sobel thing you talked to me about for about an hour. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just one of those things where like a lot of managers don't have the time to do that. And a lot of comics don't care for the time to do that. But people
1: do have the time for that. Right.
0: And I... I I'll always that's have the, the time
1: for my friends.
0: Yeah, but I don't consider you a friend. I don't consider you a manager. I consider you a brother. Oh, thanks, man. So, like, I think that that's the best compliment I could say about you. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know? We are. We are. We are brothers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wrap up. But if you vote for Bernie, you just got to look at the consequences. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because, John Cusack is honestly the best actor of all time, and you're not wrong, dude. I don't crazy know. Summer.
1: Okay? Oh my god. Um, keep going. Um, uh, Identity. Identity. Runaway Jury. Keep going. Say anything. Uh huh. Say anything's one of the best.
0: Uh, The Bull. Can I tell a John Cusack story yes. and then we'll wrap up? Yeah. Okay. So I went to go see John Cusack live, mm-hmm. and what he does is actually very smart. He film he uh, plays one of his movies makes all this money right how cool yeah it, and he gives uh, a talk or something he does a q a right which we gotta get me in a movie so i could stop the stand-up shit and just do that yeah no shit yeah and he takes q a's from twitters and all that stuff and i like over him so all my questions got asked and then uh this lady asked him and he's doing doing A. Q&A, he's really calm and cool So he's like, John, I'm your biggest fan of all time, and I have one question that I just just can't wrap my head around. This is like at the Fox Theater, 4,000 people sold out. Oh, my God. And and he's sitting down all calm and cool, you know, wearing his black stuff. (laughs) And uh, she's like, how come on every single phone and every single movie you, you do, you have a phone scene where you just yap on the phone? And John looks at her, and he's like, that's certainly not true. She's like, no, it is. I'm your biggest fan. I've seen all your movies. And it's true. And the audience is like really quiet. He just looks at her. He's like, oh, did you ever see The Jack Bull? It's a Western.
1: (laughs) 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 I love it. And the whole crowd just went (laughs) nuts. It was
0: like the funniest (laughs) joke. So I think John Cusack can be a stand-up, too. You know, just... Sure. So... That's the consequence of Bernie wins. No jockey have for years. Well that's all right. That's okay. Vote for Bernie. It's I don't right.
1: know if I could handle it. I'm watching the Jack Bull for four years. <laughs> Dante, where can the folks at home follow you pal? Uh, they can follow me at Dante the comic on all social media. My company is Golden Artists entertainment and on social media it's golden artists la and that's artists plural with the s uh-huh. and uh, that's probably it all
0: right and then for one more time just like if they want to hire you for business or your clients or
1: your top three best clients um keith Reza. okay and that's it oh i don't really have other clients man <laughs> we're we're focusing all our attention on you oh so. awesome awesome yeah, I, I thought
0: you were gonna fall for it three times in a row.
1: <laughs> not this time buddy <laughs>
0: Dante, I love you very much, pal. You too, buddy. Thank, thank, you, thank so you so much. much. All right, guys. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe, brain review. Comment. Follow. Comment. Yeah. And follow me on YouTube, you guys. Golden Artist Entertainment. And that uh, too. All right, guys. Uh, Reza out. Now play.
1: You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Reza and Alan Lee right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback—good, honest, terrible—doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Raza Riffs. I am also on Stereo. If you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com/keithraza.